I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Sydney. Sydney. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. I am doing so great because we are going to be talking about, you know, one of my favorite parts of these movies. I know we get to talk style, fashion, all the stuff that you know that I may not know quite as well. Well, you know, there's time to catch up on that. And, uh, I'm really excited because we are talking to Nicole McCormick, who has done so many of our favorite new slash oldish mysteries. Right. It's pretty cool. I can finally find out the cases behind Alden's jacket. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I feel like we also should ask her if, um, over what we were guessing that color of the coat was <laughs> was it mustard or marigold oh <laughs> man <laughs> yes all right okay so you ready to get rolling i am so ready let's do this okay so i'm gonna get started here today is a very exciting day because we are interviewing nicole mccormick She is the costume designer behind some of our favorite mysteries, especially Eric. Eric loves Nikki and Nora, and we both loved the cases of Mystery Lane. And I really like Picture Perfect Mysteries, and I think after our deep dive, Eric really likes them too. So yeah, (laughs) we are really excited to have you. Um, and we just would love to hear a bit about you and like how you found yourself in this super fun job. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm up in Canada. I'm in Vancouver, uh, where a lot of homework movies get made. And um, my kind of journey started 12 years ago uh, when I started in theater doing costumes Um, It led me over to film here in Vancouver, and um, I've been working pretty steady in Hallmarks, actually. They they keep you pretty busy, which is nice. So that's kind of my journey is like I've I've started um, with Hallmark in 2018. uh, I've done the Picture Perfect Mysteries, the uh, Cases of Mystery Lane, Nikki Nora, and then there's also just some... uh, Christmas movies that I've done as well. Nice. Yeah. I just what's been to... your favorite one? Sorry. What's your favorite movie that you've worked on? It's I think it's Cases of Mystery Lane. Oh, so the latest. Yeah, the latest one. Yeah. It's, it's so cute. I yeah. love the outfits in that. <laughs> I, I wanted to say I did a little homage. I felt like I was going to vibe a bit today with uh, Nikki from Nikki and Nora. So I did a little bit of butterfly hair clips. I felt like that was very in keeping with her. Cute. You know? <laughs> so you should have told me I would have worn my butterfly hair clips too today. Next time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric, okay. you have a signature cocktail. I do have a signature cocktail. Nicole, one of the things we always do for all of our episodes is we go ahead and create a cocktail because we're not just mysteries, we're mysteries and more. And so in more, one of the big things is style, but it's also libations. So we all love to make a cocktail. So for you, we made 
the dressmaker. And what this oh. is, is it's a, uh, a vodka basil Cosmo type drink. And it's made with some deep eddy ruby red vodka, some elderflower liqueur, simple syrup, grapefruit juice, lime juice, and then some uh, basil leaves. And you muddle up those basil leaves, add up all those ingredients, put them in the shaker, give it a big shake, pour it in a cocktail glass, make sure, sugar that rim, because otherwise your wife will yell at you and say, where's my sugared rim? But you sugar that rim, pour it in there, put a little basil leaf on top, and it is absolutely divine. It is so tasty. And for you, that is your signature Aww. cocktail that we've made just for you. So, That's amazing. I would drink that absolutely. Well, next time you yeah. uh, have a movie coming out and you're having your watch party, we'll make sure yeah. you have the recipe. You can make yourself the dressmaker, and Love you can it. make it for all your uh, all your all your uh, costume friends. And exactly. Yes. Yeah. So. Anything with basil, I'm really into, especially in drinks. I don't know. It's delicious. I have no choice because yeah. my daughter got me this like indoor herb garden thing. It's got like a little grow light on it, and then you can grow things on in there. And of the seeds I got, I have basil and basil just grows like crazy. So I have so much basil right now that I'm constantly looking for basil, anything. <laughs> so that's why when I was like, make me a cocktail, I'm like, what can I make with basil in it? So yeah, exactly. I kind of took this, this one recipe and I just messed around with it a little bit. I added the elderflower and I added the basil to basically a grapefruit Cosmo and it came out delicious. So, well, but yeah, add basil to everything. That's my new motto. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> let's just roll into it. And we, we talked a little bit about you, but tell us a little bit about what your job actually is. I'm not sure if you're a Hallmark, if you have a lot of time to watch your Hallmark movie yourself, but last Christmas there was Lights, Camera, Christmas with Kimberly Sustad, and she starred as a costumer. So in all of our fans' eyes, that's kind of what you do. You sit around, you've got your little sewing machine, and you've got your store with some clothes, and you just go ahead and you put some really cute clothes on the two leads and there you go. And, you know, it's nice, you know, it's a little stressful, but not too big of a deal, right? You just yeah, yeah. put it on there. Just and nice. I would say also yeah. probably a lot of people out there just think like, you know, that you have Paul Campbell just showing up in his own normal clothes, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I came to work like Sydney and I go to work in our normal jobs and just wear our clothes to work. But obviously right. there's a lot of thought that goes into what these characters are. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what the job is and like how it actually works for people to understand. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so it all starts with the script. Um, and I pick up clues from how the script writers explain who the character is and then also in the way they speak to. So I, um, like, for instance, when I read The Cases of Mystery Lane, the first line was, uh, we see Alden with a corduroy jacket and glasses. So this starts to paint a picture in my mind. And then I start to figure out, okay, the, he's, it's described in like late 30s, early 40s. Um, he's a little bit lost in what he wants to be. So I'm thinking he's kind of a mixed match person. Uh, he kind of takes from every job he's had, and that will be in what his wardrobe reflects. So I start to kind of just accumulate these ideas, and then I go to the internet, and I pick up some images that I think 
kind of reflect what that that style is that I have in my mind. Um, and just like characters too from movies that I'm like, oh, he, this kind of reminds me of him. Like he has a little bit of a Ryan Reynolds kind of vibe to him. So I'm gonna kind of put this in a little bit. Um, so once the mood boards, concept boards are complete, um, it takes me about like a day or two to finish them up doing all the characters. Um, I take it to the directors, the producers, and we talk about if it does fit with the characters or what they want to tweak. And sometimes the director's like, I had this great idea that maybe he wears um, a tie at this point, something, something like that. Um, then that's something that I try and incorporate. Um, once that's all complete, we have to wait for casting. So we have to see who's going to be the person in these imaginary concepts that I've come up with. Um, once I get them locked is like an industry term. It's when they're like, yep, signed on to camera. We're going to do the show. Then I reach out to them, get their sizes, and I go shopping like crazy. <laughs> and I just get, uh, let's say like someone in the film has 10 costume changes. I go out and get 20 different full outfits just to try on them to make sure we're really getting it uh, nailed down. Um, they come in for their fitting. We try on all the 20 outfits that I put together. And throughout that time, the actor really starts to like feel who that character is. And we'll say, I don't think this character will wear this. What if we tweak this? Um, I personally just like, don't like wearing this silhouette is what I get a lot too. It's like, this color actually looks awful on me. So that's where we kind of narrow down what this person will be wearing and that the actor feels completely comfortable in that as well. Then we go to camera <laughs> and we shoot out of order. So we could be shooting the last scene of the movie first and everywhere in between. So it's, it's a lot of um, continuity and making sure that the person is wearing the right costume that's clean for the day. So we have some people on set that are responsible for that as well. Um, yeah, that's kind of the whole thing. So <laughs> when you say you're shooting out of order, yeah. so you shoot like this scene and then two days later, do you have to like remember what they were wearing because maybe it's there and you're like, oh wait, you know, it's the different belt or something like, yeah, like that? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We always shoot um, at the same location first. So if all of the scenes, all the scenes that take place, like let's say at the office, we shoot those first. So that could be the first day of the script, the fifth day of the script, the eighth day of the script. So we are changing these actors um, sometimes five, six times a day into costumes. Uh, and they just have to pick up and be like, okay, this is day seven of the script. And um, I'm in love with this guy. Okay. Let's get into that. <laughs> so they have to really pick up really fast um, of what they're doing in that day. So now do you have a team of you or is it like you're the one doing all of this? Yeah, I have some people on set. I have a team. We have a person called a set supervisor and they are the person who is with the actor who is making sure that their tie is tied the same way that they have the right belt on, that they're 
shoes are tied up, literally everything and anything. It's a lot of like fixing collars to make sure that from one take to another, it's not flipped up. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a person called the truck supervisor who is in this huge trailer full of racks and racks of clothing. And they are the person who is responsible for cleaning it, steaming it, giving it to the actor and making sure that that continuity is right. Now, do you do you get on IMDb? Because I was thinking, I just as you were talking about that, I think about whenever you go to IMDb, there's always the goofs and the goofs are always <laughs> like, oh, they were wearing a scarf when they looked at the character. But then when they cut back to them, there's no scarf. Do you like look yeah, at that, that and it keeps you awake at night? Yeah, yeah, that would be our fault. Yeah, <laughs> that is the stuff that yeah keeps me up at night for sure. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I so I'm really interested in that mood board concept that you mentioned. So when you put together a mood board, like, are you what what does that look like? Is it just clothes? Or are you thinking about the character as more of a person? And also like. When you show them a mood board, has there ever been a time you showed them a mood board and like it doesn't look like they don't like it at all and they change the whole thing and it doesn't end up looking anything like the the way it did initially? They whack you on the head with it and say, go away, yeah. come back. Yeah, come back to something better. Um, I've been pretty spot on, I would say. I'm pretty good at mood boards. That's something that I'm, um, I kind of am proud about is that I really look into this character and I I search days and days for the right images of what who I think this person might be um so I sometimes make sure that you can see the faces of the people that I put on the pictures to kind of just give them the feeling of who this person might be I give them pictures of shoes because even though in Hallmarks we almost never see the shoes I feel like you can tell a lot by who that person is <laughs> by their shoes um yeah. And um, yeah, sometimes, of course, people are like, I let's stay away from this. I would say it's mostly um, when I pick up pictures of actors in movies because people have a really emotional response to a certain character in a film. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that at all. Like, if I put uh, Danny DeVito in something, you know, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, that's not what we saw at all. <laughs> Oh man! I'm like no, no, you got to look at the clothing that he's wearing. So you got to kind of start to think um, about what they'll see right away, and make sure that it doesn't scare them, <laughs> and that it's something that we all agree that yeah, that's who it is for sure. What, okay. What's funny is you said about the shoes. When we talked to Ben Ayers, he said that was like one of his most important things because he's in the shoes all the time, and for him, it's he just has to have the right fit. And so kind of like you're saying, you may not see them very often, yeah. but from an actor, they are so important because it's just the comfort. They're on their feet all day long. And, you know, some of them running around, you know, wearing kind of action movies and things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you notice in Hallmark movies, um, you see a lot of kind of uh, chest up. It's a lot about the faces. So for Hallmarks, I really try and make sure that what we see up top is the most uh, kind of put together and colorful thing that we see. Um, Cause yeah, 90% of the chances we won't see um, shoes on them. <laughs> but um, on that note too, what's kind of interesting is that a lot of times I get asked by the actor, do you mind if I don't wear my heels in this scene because we don't see them? So probably 
you know, half the time when we don't see the shoes on an actor, they're wearing Ugg boots. So <laughs> under the camera, they would be in a beautiful dress, but they're wearing Ugg boots because <laughs> they want so, to come right, What's cold, hilarious yeah. about that is that is one of the ones from Crossword Mysteries when you read the goofs about Alacy Chabert, about mm-hmm. how she's in her heels. And then there's a scene where she's not in, because she wears sky high heels in uh, her character. But then there's a scene where they, I think they cut to it. Maybe it's like a little far away and you're not really supposed to notice her too much, but she's in flats. And then it cuts Mm -hmm. to the next scene and she's back in her heels. So once again, I don't know who did the uh, crossword mysteries, but that was probably one where Lacey's like, oh, let me just wear my, my Uggs. (laughs) And it got noticed. It did get noticed. Yeah, exactly. And then, sorry, Nick, so you don't normally see the shoes. We just did uh, our our uh, review last week as the wedding planner mysteries. Mm-hmm. And Erica Durant did do a big kick in her big cloggy, cloggy boots. Yeah. So sometimes those shoes are important when you're picking the bad guy. And yeah, that's why I do just put so much thought into them. And it does break my heart sometimes. Where I'm like, ah, you didn't even see the shoes. <laughs> so well, good. There's a scene in the, because we just reviewed the wedding planner mysteries, there's some scenes in there where I've seen a couple shoes and I'm like, wow, those are really cute shoes. I mean, we'll get into that later, but I, I really loved that. It's all worth worth it for us then. Thank you. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about the mood board. Um, Mm -hmm. When you do have the actor, like, did you ever just nail it? And like when they showed up, essentially, you know, you had a picture essentially of Amy Garcia on your your birdie thing. You're like, this is so nailed. But like, so what happens or, the, you know, the, the the exact opposite when they show up and you had this great mood and then they cast it with someone who just doesn't fit, you know, so you did all that work. And you have that character nailed, but the casting just doesn't fit. So then how do you, I assume, and we know we talked a little bit before we started recording that they give you, you know, 10, 15 minutes to create this whole character (laughs) and everything, you know, the the, the phonetic pace of a Hallmark movie. So what's it like when, you know, tell me a little example when you just nailed it. And then another one when you're like, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a Hallmark, you know, mystery, but just another one when you just, the casting just didn't fit with what you had had done and how you responded. Okay. So I'm going to use the cases of mystery lane as an example. So when I would say Paul Campbell and Amy Garcia came in, I showed them the mood boards and they went, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. I think Paul looked at one corduroy jacket and said, "Eh, I don't know about that. And then we put it on the fitting and he loved it. So Um, and then another example of when it like it just kind of didn't work out is uh the casting um for Paula she is not what I expected at all from reading the script um in the script it said that she was kind of frumpy and um quirky and just like doesn't quite fit in but the actress is just a beautiful lady who was cast, can pull off anything. And we had a, t- like, of course she was kind of cast a little bit late too. So we um, we did our fitting and things weren't quite working. So we had to kind of pivot and we ended up doing um, a second 
kind of fitting on set to make sure that some pieces could work. I would go and buy some more items and come back and try them again. And that's kind of just how it usually goes is we realize in the fitting room, this isn't really panning out how we wanted it to. So we, due to lack of time, I do have to usually go out, shop again and meet them up on set and do the fitting again and um, send it off to Hallmark and get their stamp of approval. It, it's funny you say that about Paula because we were talking about how she was yeah through the whole movie so frumpy looking until yeah. the very end when she let her hair down yeah. and and to your point she <laughs> is a you know attractive woman who yeah. you would spend the the majority of that movie having no idea that yeah she as you said she's a she's a beautiful woman because yeah. they definitely had her portrayed very differently exactly which is awesome that she could portray that like you know, she's like, maybe we need some like glasses or something to kind of where she just puts them on the end of her nose. And that kind of helps add the character. Um, because, yeah, when she stepped in and her hair was down, I was like, uh oh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> How do we? <laughs> We're going to have to pull out some miracles. So, yeah, we we did a lot of colors that were kind of muted and beiges that were kind of like not really good against the skin tone. So and items that are so outdated, too. So then it's like, where did she find these pieces? Uh, she's got no sense of style is kind of what we were trying to go for because she was so cute, beautiful that we just had to kind of pull from the pieces. Now, have you worked with anybody who was literally, you could put a garbage bag on them and they would look absolutely fantastic. Like yeah. who is like say, someone like that? Yeah, um, I would say definitely Alexa Penavega. She can wear everything and anything. And Amy Garcia as well. Um, you know, honestly, all the leading ladies are just, they know how to wear clothing. Um, they know how to pull things off, even by the way they stand. You know, they could be holding the plastic bag, <laughs> the garbage bag <laughs> in their hand and just cinching it so it shows off their waistline and boom, it's it's an outfit. <laughs> So the so the guys are where you make your money, huh? That's where you that's where you earn your keep, making yeah, them look yeah. good. The, the women can show up, no problem. The guys, whoo, gotta work that corduroy jacket for you, Paul. Yeah, no, no. The guys, I find like they're they're my easier ones to fit because there isn't so many options as women. So it's 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 you know you can you can do so much more with women. You can have so much more different character but with men sometimes you're a little bit limited with items um so i don't find the men to be that difficult um i also love men's clothing so i find it really easy to pick out whereas sometimes i am not the most beautiful centered for a costume design i like to look at the character and a little bit less of oh this is beautiful this will look good on them because what if it doesn't fit the character well, we'll, yeah. we'll get to it in a second when we talk specifically, but yeah, I guess with Carlos's character, you pretty much just had to go buy him a suit for each episode, you know, each episode and be done with it. There's your suit. We'll see you later. I'm going to go back to Alexa now. There wasn't much variation on uh, on his wardrobe, but we'll talk yeah. about that in a yeah. second. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know, where did you find the muumuu for the crazy old lady in the apartment <laughs> building? <laughs> Uh, we have a rental house here in Vancouver that is just a huge warehouse full of racks of clothing, like probably two million pieces of of clothing in there. And I just went to their section uh, for yeah the moos and the and the robes and the things in the script was it needs to have a pocket 
for the gun. Ah, for the gun. <laughs> yep. And I have luckily worked with that actress before who played her. So I knew that she, in, like, she's the most hilarious woman, woman I've ever met. She's so funny. So I knew that we could do something a little silly and a little outdated. <laughs> and, yeah and I just pulled a few options and that was the clear winner for us that one it, it, just it so was cool. perfect yeah yes. she, she reminded me of my grandma and my grandma wore moo's and a robe like that she didn't have a gun but she had a crowbar <laughs> you know in her of. bed so oh. I mean, <laughs> there was something <laughs> so this is just one quick question in there do you then like I don't know how many characters are in a typical movie say 30 do you, like, even those little people who have no lines, are you picking their outfit out? Or are they literally showing up and you kind of say, hey, come on to work today and wear a sweater? Or are you actually having to go out and dress them too? Yeah, so every person that has a line in the film is cast. Anyone that doesn't have a line, that doesn't speak, they are most likely background. Um, there are some exceptions, but that's kind of how it goes. and. I dress every single person. If one person has a line that says, hey, watch out, I'm that person that's cautioning them. And most likely, knowing me, I put in way too much effort and I decided, okay, well, he only has that one line. Huh, how can we make him interesting? So I come up with these ideas of maybe he's, um, a, I don't know, maybe he works at a grocery store and that kind of is reflective. It's just, you can you can go so many ways with a person that does, isn't really uh, describe that much so it's kind of fun for me to do those characters okay yeah yeah so from casting or from uh doing the wardrobe for uh minor parts to big parts yes. is there anyone in the hallmark realm that you would just love to style that you haven't yet hmm. let's see um i would say maybe candace I wow. yeah, I've worked with her before, but she had a different designer. Her name is Barbara, the designer, and she designs all of her things. And I get a little bit jealous. I want to do something for her because she's also one of those ladies that has a really good sense of style too and knows her body really well. So yeah, then, yeah I think that'd be a cool collaboration to work with her. And I'm like in love. So when she was in Aurora Tea Garden, I loved all the color and like different cardigans and stuff. Like I'm actually, Eric's going to die. I'm wearing a yes. Candace Cameron Bray cardigan today from her own clothing line. So I'm like a big fan of all those quirky, like anthropology-esque looking yeah. uh, style items that they use. So I can totally see Maybe the new Aurora Tea Garden mysteries, you can do the young Candace character, yeah, right? Yeah, that that's filming be... right now here in, uh, I think, Victoria. Oh, so, yeah. now. Ooh. So I don't know if Sydney sent you a DM when uh, <laughs> before we were on air, but Candace Cameron Beret is our like little, our, our, our little sensitive subject because um sydney loves aurora tea garden and her mm -hmm. outfits and them and candace and aurora tea garden are not my favorite mm -hmm. and i'm being generous here <laughs> there, so we always are battling about about that one and so then you had to drop that on and, and go on uh sydney side so that's pretty cool that like she had someone she has someone that like is a designated costume designer for her movies and like she just uses them in each movie basically yeah so candace is 
she's currently on another show right now where she's like producing, she produces a lot as well. So she has a lot of say in the costumes. Um, and she found a designer, her name is Barbara. She's here in Vancouver and they just are on the same page of things. And that's so helpful that um, there's that trust between each other. So yeah, she just decides every time I'm gonna do a film here, I'm gonna try and hire Barbara the most. And that's, that's really great for her too, because um, you know, she has a lot of Candace's items still. So she has a huge stock of Candace cardigans, Candace pants, Candace shoes. Um, and that's really nice when she can work with her again and say, hey, I know these shoes fit you perfectly. Um, let's try and use them in this movie. So, yeah, I, that's interesting to hear that there's a type of partnership like that that can form. Like if you have a producing power, you can probably call the shots on maybe that stuff. But yeah. that's that's really cool. Like that. <laughs> OK, so take us through the process a little bit of when you're on the movie. You said you read the script. But you have to, and then you design like your mood and you have like the different wardrobes for somebody. And obviously you talked about the muumuu, you have to have a pocket for a gun. But in general, like when they're just sort of walking around town, like how do you decide, okay, I want them to wear this outfit in these scenes. This is there, like you have like seven outfits for them or whatever, I'm making up numbers. Like how do you decide, or is it part of the script like, dictated like they need to have a coat or you just know that hey they're filming in you know december but it's supposed to be summer so i've got to work with them like how do you figure out like the layout of what they're wearing in each of the scenes and then as you said you're not just deciding you know what paul and amy are wearing you're deciding what all 30 people so even that grocery store guy who walks up and says you parked in my spot like mm -hmm. how do you like layout do you have like just the whole script and then with the scene and you just this out this outfit how does that actually work technically i guess yeah so um how it goes is i get all of the costumes from the fittings approved by hallmark um so every single picture that we send into them they go yep love this yep love this and sometimes they do say like oh how about we use this for the cafe scene you know um so that kind of helps me be like, all right, they want to see that there. So let's put that there. And it's a lot of just like mapping out. It's a lot of, okay, um, let's see. So in this, you know, it's if, in the scene, if they need to have a jacket, if they need to have a pocket for something, I prioritize those ones first and I place those into where the scenes are. Um, then I go by color. So I make sure that whoever's in the scene doesn't have the same color on. If Amy is wearing a bright yellow uh, jacket, I do not want to have Paul in anything yellow because it's just going to take away from that moment. So it's a lot of just making sure the uh, the colors line up, that the style line up, um, and, and then it makes sense too. And by how I kind of do that is I have this program where I pop in all of the scenes and it helps show me what uh, how many character changes they have. And I kind of just put in the picture, map them out together and, and see if it does work or not. So when we, we I'm just going to quickly talk on Amy and, well, I have two. You have Amy and, um, and Cases. She had her coat. She had that, like that blue one. She had the green one and the, the mustard one. Like how did you decide which ones to go? Because they're all absolutely fantastic, yet, 
it seemed like that yellow one was sort of maybe the main one, or maybe that's just the one that stuck out to us the most. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. how did you decide? Beautiful. Oh, this is this one for this scene. This one for that scene. Like, because mm-hmm. it didn't. Paul's wearing. We'll talk about that in a second, but <laughs> I don't think they were matching. But we'll go. We'll go there later. But yeah. like, how did you decide how to prioritize like those? Because she had a great coat. Great yeah. coats. Yeah, I know that from years of working with Hallmarks that coats are very important. <laughs> it is something that you need to have when you go in and out real quick um, as a layer that works for the costume, but doesn't isn't the only part of the costume too. Um, so yeah, it, it also depends on like if it's day or night in the script, because if it's nighttime and it's dark, we don't want to put her in a black coat or a navy okay. coat because it can't, we'll just look black. So Specifically for that scene, I knew it was going to be shot at night and I wanted to have something bright to make sure it just doesn't look flat on the screen. Um, We had so many coats available for Amy. I had almost one in every color, which was perfect. (laughs) And and, uh, just kind of just where I felt like I need a a pop of color is where I put it. Um, But if someone else was wearing something bright, I kind of tried to tone her down a little bit so they don't conflict. And then the other question, specific question I have is picture perfect mysteries in the second one, Alexa gets shoved off the dock into the water. Like, did you have a specific outfit? You're like, okay, this is a good outfit to go ahead and get thrown in the water. Or was it just happened to be what she was wearing in that scene? Or did you actually put thought in the fact she's getting thrown in water? Mm -hmm. I put lots of thought into it. (laughs) So she had a stunt double as well for that scene. So when we have stunt doubles, we have to really mask that it's not Alexa herself. So I put her in a turtleneck, that long sleeved jacket, long pants to make sure that we don't see that much skin just in case their skin tones didn't match. Um, We also hid a wetsuit underneath the clothes. So I wanted to uh, make sure that you could see that as well and that it would allow for a thick wetsuit to go underneath as well. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I guess there I lost. We, we we're we we're laughing just you know, and I guess it gets back to what we were talking about earlier, how people don't really think about, you know, consciously think about the wardrobe, but it is a big deal. We were just joking about how the guy knocks her in the water is kind of a silly way to escape because obviously she can just get out of the water and yeah. face him. But yeah, as, as we we're you know getting ready to talk to you, I'm like, I have to ask about what she was wearing to get thrown in the water. So yeah, there we go. Thank you yeah, very much. It's always a huge priority whenever people get wet, um, just because we always want to make sure that they're safe and like hypothermia doesn't happen. So we try and keep them as warm as possible for those scenes. And as soon as she jumps out, if it's Alexia or if it's uh, the stunt double, that we have tons of towels and robes on standby just to wrap them up right afterwards and give them lots of heat. Yeah. And now we know Alexa doesn't do her own stunts, so <laughs> there we go. She does do a few, but there's some where it's just like, we can't have her being shoved into the water. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I feel like uh, you, when you're doing different characters, you like to mix vintage pieces with maybe like Zara finds and maybe some more expensive pieces. I'm a huge fan of that high to low mixing, like even when I'm dressing on a day-to-day basis. Um, How do you go about putting together an outfit like this? Is there like a way to layer the items to make it look a certain way? Because I love the way it all comes together, but I'm just wondering how you do it. 
I think it's because that's how I dress too. So that's <laughs> I'm kind of familiar with is that I love going thrift store shopping and going to get vintage finds that are so unique that no one else has them. And then layering that with items that everyone can have as well. So it's, it's, I think that's all about characters. Like you have things in your posh in your, sorry, in your closet, that's probably five, 10 years old and you just love it and you still wear it. Um, so not everything is new. So I kind of like to put that into the character as well. It's like some things are worn in and, and used and loved. Yeah. Like the, like, I, I always think like people like to do like maybe a target piece or a Zara piece as like the shirt or the pants, and then maybe an expensive coat or like a purse. Yeah. I just love that. I love that part of, because I can see it when I'm looking at the characters that you dress and, and it's, it's great. I would say specifically for Nikki and Nikki and Nora, I would, I felt just like we could really go kind of wild with her. Um, but I still wanted to keep her in like really kind of feminine looks. So I tried to add some spunk to it by like having a floral dress, but adding a leather coat over top. Um, and they just somehow kind of just come together and they work. And maybe that's because how Hunter is and how she's holding it. But yeah, I, I like to have sometimes um, the new and the old, like that coat was actually my assistant costume designers. And she brought it in and I think she's had it for like 10 years as well. And we just put it on, fit her like a glove and we're like, okay, that's meant to be. So. Wow. I, I don't know if it's the outfit you're talking about, but she also had that like buckle and that belt. Yeah. That, like that was in my notes for the Nikki and Nora. I'm like, where the hell did you find that buckle, that belt? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was absolutely perfect for her, you know, out of work act actress yeah, you know yeah. character it was just like a perfect outfit and that and it's funny because yeah, she had all the other stuff and all I could know is that buckle so. <laughs> I think we also draw a lot of inspiration from the people around us too so Nikki kind of reminded me of my assistant costume designer so I would hold things up and just be like would you wear this and she's like absolutely but I would have it with combat boots so that's kind of what we tried to do so it's, it's a lot about just like looking at real people and observing and seeing what they're wearing um, and if it applies to this person as well. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about like the thrift short store buy or borrowing your, your assistant's coat. Now, yeah. I guess that answers the one question as far as if you buy everything. I was just curious, like, do you buy everything? Do you just like rent things and then everyone has to act and they keep the tag, you know, tucked away <laughs> and stuff? Like, how does that all work? No, so uh, yeah, we do a lot of, on Hallmarks, we do a lot of buying. Um, we do a couple, some renting. I would say like if someone has to have a really broken down leather jacket, you just kind of can't find that in stores. So we go and rent that from our rental house. Um, but yeah, everything that they put on their bodies, we own, the company owns. Um, we have to do a thing called hot stocking. So once the movie is all done and wrapped, we have to catalog all the items that was worn, where they were worn, how they were worn. We put them in these huge boxes, uh, tape them up, label them, and we just store them until the movie's released. And at that point, that item, those items, maybe the actors kind of wanted to buy them. So we can contact them and say, hey, that jacket's up for grabs, you want it? Or um, the production company holds on to it because we might 
you know, make another episode or another series um, where we can use those items again. So we really try and reuse things if it's just, it stands out so much like, oh, that yellow jacket we can't really use again. Um, it just stood out so much. Then that's something where we can donate it. I like to donate it to the, um, the it's called the uh, East Side um, here in Vancouver, where they have lots of um, people that are in poverty. So I like to give them the items first. If they don't accept it, then it's up for grabs. Uh, Eric, I don't know if you were going to ask this, but my perfect follow-up to this is like, so have you had any actors like take things home or want to like any in particular that you remember or because I would definitely be taking home a lot of the stuff that I see on these people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of times I probably with every show, there's like four people that give me a text and just say, Hey, can I buy this afterwards? Um, <laughs> and that's always depending on what, producers want um I try and and let it make it happen because that's pretty special that someone loves something so much that they want to have yeah. it as well. um and then there's times where you know the person's wrapped they're off they flew back to LA and we go hey where's those jeans <laughs> <laughs> they took them so we don't oh, know what it happens yeah <laughs> so when we see some publicity shot of Amy Garcia for Lucifer and she's wearing this mustard coat. We're yeah. like, wait a minute. There's where it went. Wait a second. Oh, and I'll be like, Hey, there it went. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't worry. She didn't steal anything. We got that. <laughs> it's a great coat. Yeah. I love it. Um, I enjoy, so I enjoyed picture perfect mysteries, uh, wardrobe so much because, um, Alexa's clothes were very colorful and like, I'm a big pink person, so I loved the pops of pink and um, kind of like the retro-y prints, too. It was very in keeping. Like, the whole thing was very like, much a retro vibe. But typically in these mystery movies, we see a very dark, like, autumnal-like palette on the actors. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just wondering, like, what made you go in the, like, lighter, pinker direction for that movie? Yeah, so for that movie, that they were really trying to do something really stylized for that. You know, in the opening credits, it's like kind of got this 60s mod vibe. And that's really what took us in the direction of everything from set deck to costumes. Um, so we had specific colors in, that we kind of tried to keep to. Um, so then we, on, on the screen, it looks like a painted picture where everything looks good together. So with her, I definitely went for the, pink and the purples uh and i kind of gave each character their other colors like i i tried to keep yellows kind of off of her we did a few but well, yeah most of those pinks and purples really worked on her really looked great she does wear everything well <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh those pinks and purples were, were awesome so, so when you figured out the pinks and purples were you like looking at her instagram and figuring out what color she normally wore or did it just sort of happen that it was my mind. no <laughs> no I didn't but you know after we figured that out every time I would go to the store and see something in that shade and be like mm, that would look good on her and you just grab it just in case for the next yeah. time yeah but even the side characters like her friends Maya and Noah yeah. they had very much the same type of like I feel like Noah had like the 50s guy kind of shirt kind of with the collar and it was it had like maybe 
a pattern on the inside a little bit or something. I don't know. I just, I remember them also having their own style, but it was very like in keeping with her. So everyone always looked great in the scenes together. Yeah. 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 That was like a main thing that I really tried to go for was having their clothing be a reflection of like a, a 60s kind of vibe. So I, I tried to make each item look like it was mod and that it was from a past time, even though it's present. So I tried to kind of um, you know, reflect that kind of vintage look in their modern clothing. All right. So let's talk Case Mystery Lane. I said we'd come back to it. While both Sydney and I absolutely loved um, Birdie and we talked about her coats and just in general, you know, she had that professional, she was the lawyer and she had that professional wardrobe, but she just looked fantastic in every single scene. Where Sydney and I maybe diverged a little was on Alden and Alden's freaky coats. Like, I loved Sydney them. loved them. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, that, like, could she ask, like, the spider on the fleece? Like, yeah. it, I loved it. Like, <laughs> it was very him with the robot. What's going on here? Explain this. Explain yeah. Alden to us and his, and his, and his, well, you kind of did a little bit. Like, he's, worked all these different jobs but yeah yeah, yeah. I was just perplexed <laughs> it's not for everyone I suppose but um me and Paul just loved it in the fitting he was just like oh yeah I look good and you know that was... <laughs> I <loved> he did <laughs> we all have different ideas and styles um yeah for him it was definitely that script that led me in the way of you know, the line was that he has a corduroy jacket. And I was like, well, I want to use that, but I want to make it kind of fresh and younger and just someone who I kind of know. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. So I tried to get pieces where like people wear this stuff. But then I also tried to layer it with, I don't know anyone that wears this, but all exactly. the, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he, why he's wearing that jacket over a sweater, um, but he's trying to be comfy. He's trying to be professional. He's trying to look cool. <laughs> yeah. I loved the, one of my favorite looks on the guys is the hoodie under the blazer. Yeah. I loved that one. Yeah, that was, I did too. Yeah, it was good. So great. But I will, I will admit. If you opened up my closet, like my entire shirts, they're all just, you know, Ralph Lauren Polo. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't have anything else, literally. So yeah. I don't have a Kachina jacket, yes, in my <laughs> wardrobe. And I don't think I personally would ever have a Kachina. But like I said, it's funny just because when we got to it, I was expecting, like, and I brought it up and I'm like, can you believe it's Sydney? And Sydney was just like, yes, no, wasn't it great? I'm like, wait, what? So what? yes, we all we all have our, like, yeah. our difference in. I will say it tends to be more people tend to have Sydney's opinion than my opinion because wow. most people have 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 liked it. I just where, yeah, where would you even find that coat? Like it, yeah, not yeah. at Macy's or whatever. I every store we went to, I told my shoppers, if you see a corduroy coat, grab it. Because we have to find a way to incorporate that vision that they have into this character. Um, and yeah, we found a lot of crazy ones. There was some crazier ones that we didn't get on camera. You're lucky. <laughs> maybe um, next time. Maybe next. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it kind of just, 
it really kind of shows that he's just like a little bit of an oddball, kind of lost. If you looked at his closet, it would be chaos. And um, yeah, and he just kind of pulls things. Maybe they don't go together, but somehow it kind of works sometimes. I think especially on Paul. Like in this film, he was so charming and so funny that it really worked like having having him in a little bit of odd look and also this is like kind of different for hallmark right we don't really see this look a lot on the leading man especially and like he's got glasses <laughs> we don't really see that very often too so it's nice that we kind of got to do something different and there's some reactions that are good some that are eh. well, i loved it so we have to talk about nikki and nora mm-hmm. um you have two great actors hunter king and rhiannon fish both of them are beautiful and the characters are totally opposite was was it fun to develop their styles you know they're so opposing so how did that whole thing work yeah i i definitely wanted them to look entirely different and i think i started with nora first that i wanted that lawyer look that we kind of think of um and especially with hallmarks like we want them to be in a really good silhouette and look powerful and look beautiful and and put together and then i thought well what's the opposite of that it's flowy dresses it's jeans it's big leather jackets so i kind of went from that first of what's the opposite and then i don't know if you guys can kind of notice but near the end nora like definitely loosens up a lot and her clothing is reflecting that too like she's not so stuffy uh, and kind of try to draw some like maybe Nikki's kind of rubbing up on her a little bit maybe. yeah and um, those two women are some of the nicest people I've ever met um, and they just like grew such a cool relationship on set where they became like sisters themselves in terms of clothing I think that they also just they kind of suited that character somehow so when you see them just out and about mm-hmm. what is their personal like fashion and are they are they more like Nikki Nora or are they more like Nora's or are they completely different I think they are very well what you know that's a difficult question actually because when they came to the costume fitting they just both got off of planes so very comfy casual and then the next time I see them, they're always in costumes. <laughs> so I'm not too sure. I I think their style is very like relaxed, casual, cool. It's it's kind of what you see every day. It's it's not what I put them in. That's for sure. Yeah. Right, so the other little follow up to that one I'll have is you had Madison. You know the psycho um I talk to him all the time, and I I told him I'll never forgive him for because I like him so much that he had to be the killer so we don't get to see him again. So, but how about like, was that dictated about having him wear that in his police outfit, that vest thing all the freaking time? I mean, he <laughs> always had that vest I know, thing on. I know. Yeah. Um, that vest was, I think something that we kind of tried to do that was new, like the director, Kevin and I, we wanted to just be like, okay, these people are real. Let's make this not perfect. Because sometimes Hallmarks just, they want to look clean and perfect. But this one, we're like, let's get a little bit edgy. Who knows? And we just wanted to make it look as real as possible. And if you see any police out on the street, they are wearing this vest for protection. We want to make, we don't want them to, yeah, look unreal, I guess. We just wanted to kind of reflect that. And 
Um, it's kind of funny because he would start to like put his thumbs in uh, in the vest and like walk around. Like, <laughs> officer, like I think is working. So that kind of helped him like get into the character as well. Um, also, amazing human being. He's like a golden retriever. He's so sweet, and he, it was is I didn't I didn't see it coming that he was the killer. And especially when they cast yeah, I didn't him. either. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, and like you said, yeah. As far as being a person, he honestly is one of the few people. Well, I shouldn't say few people, but he like always engages with us on Instagram. He'll like yeah. it. He leaves us comments. He is, like you said, he is just so generally nice, and yeah. he'll chit chat with me. And I guess I had this on, you know, like I said, this on running gag with him about. You know, he he's just filming a movie now, and I go, you you know, if you're a psycho killer, I'm never ever ever talking to you again. <laughs> and so, yeah. But we want him. We want him in another one where he can continue being a good guy. Because I loved him with Nora. I was like, oh, great couple. That's gonna, you know, it's wanting all the the best yeah. for him. You know, I wasn't expecting her to have to visit him in prison. You know, that's not kind of the relationship we want for her. No. So. Yeah. 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 He's. He's doing really well with homework, and I think that he's in the right in the right place to do that. Um, yeah, he need- he's really excited to do it too, which is so cool to see that he's like happy and excited to be here. Yeah, I want him to step up and get that lead. Yeah. I think he and, and yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, we've talked a lot about it. What advice would you give somebody who you know after listening to this, they're like, oh my god, I love what she's doing. I want to get into a career like this. So what? How would you? advise someone maybe at like the earliest stage of their career what would, should they be focusing on how do they break in just in general how would they how do they become you yeah um i think it all starts with education it's um either going to school taking sewing classes interning on set kind of just being in the position and learning as you go is also super important um i got in by networking and it's by knowing um, someone who gave me a chance and I showed up on set, I worked my hardest and on the next show they had, they gave me another call and it just goes from there. You just got to try your best and show up. And if you're a hard worker and, um, have a good head on your shoulders, hopefully <laughs> then you'll, you'll go pretty far. Um, and it's also about kindness too. I find that that's something I kind of lead with and I try and, um, have that with my people on set too and that's kind of why people choose us as well to do some projects is like not only do I do a pretty good job but I'm also like a nice person to work with so I kind of suggest that too so when you had that someone gave you that chance and you showed up and said like what was your you obviously didn't show up on that first gig there and be like here's my mood board here's all 30 (laughs) characters like what was your that first little I know break-in that you had there what were you doing mostly I was doing is like I was doing the steaming if someone needed their pants hemmed um if someone forgot their item back in their trailer run back and go get it I was kind of like a gopher person and if you can show that you can do all those skills and you've got a smile on your face then they'll invite you back especially at the time like it was so busy in film um that they were just excited that someone was Kind of capable of doing those things like sewing uh where sometimes people don't have those skills and they kind of um put me as a party before them yeah so, so it's made me think of something so when you're the, the gopher and you're talking about things 
what all, how deep do these costumes, this is totally, sorry, completely <laughs> not on our list of questions, but how deep do these costumes go? Like, are you buying socks, like under, like you're not buying junk like that, are you? Yep, I'm buying them socks. I buy bras. I do buy underwear just in case. Um, mostly- like, Why I, would you buy a bra? Like no one sees it. And I assume uh, they come to work right? with one. <laughs> Might be the wrong color, Eric. <laughs> Might be the wrong color. And also, um, some women don't love to wear like the standard bra that we think of. Some people like to wear like sports bras, bralettes, and it just doesn't have the same style and shape when you're wearing like a nice sexy dress, let's say. So we do supply those things. Um, if someone has a dress that's backless, we have to supply them with a bra that doesn't show the back. Um, I supply them with, yeah, thermals to go underneath their clothes, um, coats to just wear outside when they're cold, and then we take them off before camera. We call them cozy coats. Uh, we give them cozy boots, which are Uggs. Um, and just part of our job really is keeping them warm as well. That's a huge part of the job. We have hot shots, you know, those little, like, things that you can shake and, you, and they yeah. they use them for, like, snowboarding and stuff um we give those to them so they always have them in their pocket probably on screen there's also the actors probably have heat warmers underneath their clothing and you just can't see it because vancouver isn't always lovely outside <laughs> usually raining <laughs> all right yeah i guess being a guy those are things i never really have ever thought about so yeah and even like with the socks you know the actor might have their pants kind of uh, if they're sitting down, the pant leg kind of comes up and you might see the sock. And in the next day or the next scene, we don't want to, we want to make sure that they have the same sock on then too. So then the audience doesn't go, hey, he was wearing striped socks before. Now he's got black ones on. That would be a goof. So yeah, that's something that we, we take into account too. And we mark down on our pages being like, all right, he wore striped socks with this costume. Okay. Now you've just got me to I'm sorry, Sunil. She's got me to complete it's off okay. the whole thing. Now, are you buying two of everything because you got Paul Campbell there who all of a sudden gets excited and throws his mocha on his little corduroy jacket there? So now he's got a big old stain on his coat. And so you need a backup because you can't go with the big old coffee stain on him. We don't buy a ton of multiples. We do if we know that there's like stunts or if they intentionally spilled some coffee on them in the scene then we do have multiples but for just accidents like that they happen all the time probably once a day someone comes up to me and is like I got lunch on my shirt and we just quickly clean it like we use just regular soap and water we use the tide sticks um mm -hmm. if you're wearing a white shirt and you have a little like a collared white shirt and you have a little bit of a stain on that you can use white chalk and you can paint right over it so we kind of just pick up some like tricks too I guess it has to look good on camera, right? You can, in person, it could look crappy, but on camera, it comes along across fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's it's also about, like, you know, if they spilt coffee all over their pants right before they're going to shoot, we would go in to the camera and the director and just say, what are you going to see in this scene? Are you going to see their pants? Do we have to go run and quickly go grab some other ones? Uh, and they, they'll kind of make that call for us if we have to or not. Um, there's been times where it's like, all right, he's wearing black pants. I'm going to go find some black pants because hopefully that'll work for this huge mistake. 
Yeah. Okay. I got to know now because you're talking about tips and tricks. So is there like a Holy grail stain cleaner, like that will help with like red wine, just coffee, anything. I know I have a tide stick and it's pretty good, but like, is there something like some secret to just getting that stuff out? Okay. There's two things. I find like the tide sticks don't really work sometimes. They leave like a weird, like, yeah. Yeah. So dish soap and water. It's the blue kind because especially on whites, because blue uh, brightens on white. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Dish soap works really well, but also this thing called, I think it's called a grandma's stain remover. And that's something that people swear by as well. Of just it can get out anything. I am writing this down, Eric. This is going to be a good promo. <laughs> so, well, no, that it's funny you say it because the Dawn soap that you're talking That's about yeah. literally yeah. is for everything. Like everybody's it's always for like baby oh. animals. It's, yes, it's like <laughs> yeah. oh, use Dawn. So I we have a thing of Dawn soap here, just because so many different things. Like your air conditioning guy comes out, it's like oh, use Dawn soap for that. Like what? Like yeah. everything is Dawn soap. So. All Something right, I guess that's so the answer. Incredible. I, love I think that. it's like the most basic soap that's been around for like 150 years too. So oh. interesting. Yeah. Holy. Okay, so I have to know, what is your dream shopping spree? Like, what are your favorite designers? What is your favorite place to go shopping? Like, dis- shopping districts? How would that like shopping spree day work? Like, tell me. <laughs> So shopping spree for me, I mean, to be honest, it feels like I go on one every single time I do a show because I buy so much clothing in a day. Sometimes I can spend $8,000 in a couple hours just buying so much clothing for these fittings. So I kind of get that like boost of shopping spree energy from that. But if it was for myself, um, I'd probably have a pretty difficult time to be honest because I'm so picky that I'd be like, do I need this? I don't know. Yeah. But I, yeah, I really like the brands like Sandro. Um, okay. And that's where I've gotten a few things like I think Nora's, no, yeah, Nora's coat. There's um, a navy one and it has some pleats in the back that makes Sandro. They have just like beautiful pieces with cool, interesting details. Um, where else would I go? I mean, I'd probably go to thrift stores too and vintage stores and get something unique. Um, and where where do you think are like the where's the best shopping for you anywhere you've gone in the world like is there anywhere you've just really enjoyed the shopping the most mm, let's see i probably probably in los angeles that was that's pretty good like if you go to like even just the nordstrom there it's kind of magical to see i i've been to the grove a few times and it's such a cool environment and then yeah going to that nordstrom getting the experience and um yeah it's, it's really sad because i'm in in Canada, they're closing all the Nordstroms. So really, yeah, oh my gosh, so have that anymore. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, like Nordstrom Rack is awesome too. Just finding those pieces also on sale. Ooh, I love getting a sale item. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you? What are some of your favorite places to shop? Oh my gosh. When you said the Grove, I was like, yes, the Grove is great. I'm in Orange County, California. So right around, you know, that area. And I'm a huge fan of anthropology. I think they have that up in, in Vancouver. Um, But I just like it because it's kind of that mix of like, 
they have tailored pieces, but they have like funky pieces. It's like you're straddling the line between like artsy fartsy and Nancy Meyer or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and then, yeah. Nancy yeah. Myers. That's an aesthetic. I love it. Yeah. The whole like the whole beach grandma vibe that came out a couple, I think it was maybe last summer or the summer before. I was like, yes, I'm here for this. I know, right? Cardigan linen yeah yes. I would love to dress like Diane Keaton every day <laughs> oh, and she has such a a unique style exactly. too exactly yeah it's, yeah I agree uh yeah I mean I I love shopping which is so funny too like if I'm not working I'm like maybe I'll just go to the mall and go see what's new what's there um I don't buy a lot of things for myself because I don't have the space for it, I would say. But okay. I do love just kind of looking and, and getting inspired by clothing as well. Yeah. And are you, what, how do you feel about brick and mortar versus online? Do you shop both ways or are you just in person because you have to see it? I'm in person. I like to feel it and, and see it. And because online, I have been tricked before, I would say, where you see okay. something and then you get it in person. You're like, oh, that's not what I expected at all. And then there's also just like the time crunches that I have as well is that I can't wait for shipping um, and for it to arrive. So I have to just run to the stores and find something that I think will work there. So then I know I physically have it and it's ready to go. Now, have you, have you done um, shooting outside of Vancouver or is pretty much all the ones you've done been in Vancouver? Um, I've, there's been a lot in Vancouver, but this past fall I went to Malta and I shot a movie there. Oh, do we know which one? Do we what? Which one? It's not a Hallmark movie. Oh, okay. No. It's so an you, action movie, so quite different. So, okay. So you, so you had to do all your shopping in Malta for that, or I, did you buy I, it here and then ship it? No, I had to do it all in Malta, and that was a challenge. They um they don't have the kind of resources that we do here, um, so it was it was different for me. Also, I was in a completely new country where I didn't know where anything was, so that was a little bit of a struggle for the first week, and then I got. To Pretty familiar with the lay of the land. Um, we don't feel much sympathy for you having to struggle hanging out in Malta, by the way. <laughs> Two months of being in Malta away from everything was was different. Yeah. And the first like little while I was like, this is magical. And then I was like, I miss my animals and I miss having the ease of having my own car and driving around to these places and not having to depend on anyone else. So yeah. Uh, I guess that's the beauty yeah. of a Hallmark is you're only there for three weeks versus uh, a couple months. Yeah, yeah. They're really quick, the Hallmarks, that's for sure. Um, usually it's three weeks of prepping the movie, three weeks of shooting, and then a few days of wrapping it all up. So they're very quick. Nice. Okay. So as someone who obviously understands fashion, are all your friends constantly like FaceTiming you? before they head out and getting your sign sealed approval for uh, what they're wearing or saying, Oh no, I've got this hot date. And you have to go in their closet and pick out their wardrobes for them. Are you like all your friends, personal designer as well? I am that person. Yep. Um, I have one friend who constantly shows me her, her outfits for the day. And I was like, okay, so I'm going for an interview. Is this good? And I'm like, yes. But maybe you should put on something like a blazer to show that you're a professional. Um, and uh, yeah, if she's going on a hot date, and I want to make sure she feels confident in her clothing as well. Um, and then there's just my husband who every day 
he comes out and he's like, what do you think? What shoes do I wear with this? Um, he actually, my husband actually worked on the cases of Mr. Lang. He's, um, he's in the costume department as well. And it's kind of nice that I can come out every day and be like, what do you think? Is this okay? Um, and then there's often times where we come out and we're in the same outfit, essentially. So, <laughs> you know, wow. yeah, I, I love it. And my, my friend is also, uh, I have another friend who's an actress and she kind of shows me the behind the scenes of what she's wearing on her shows. And then I can be like, ooh, I like that. Where's that from? And kind of get inspiration from that too. Or we can be like, mm, I don't love that on you. Maybe you can go ask for something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just realized something. You said you're two months in Malta and you missed your pets. Yet yeah. you didn't mention you missed your husband. <laughs> he was with me. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Right. So I did not miss him at all. <laughs> all right. You I know, just, I was about to say, aren't you? Oh, Eric. Wait, so the cases, you mentioned that you both worked on the cases. So you, your husband and wife working on the cases. And yeah. then the writers were husband and wife. I wonder if cases was just so great because there were so many couples behind it. They were like, we know couples. This is how it's going to be great because so many couples were intertwined in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Paul and Amy, they developed some like really nice relationship too, where at a certain point you're like, oh, they can for sure be a couple or be married. Like it just, yeah. well, that casting. Um, I think definitely what was funny is that with Paul, when I was doing his fitting, I'd be like, Hey, Patrick, who's my husband, what do you think about this? And he'd be like, yeah, I'd wear that for sure. So it'd be <laughs> kind of nice to have like a male, another male opinion as well of, and just kind of you know, um, pumping his tires a little bit too at the same time. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, so, all right, so Patrick has all those jackets that I was making fun of. <laughs> okay, I see now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, when Patrick and I got married last summer, he wore a brown velvet tuxedo. And that wow. was his idea. So that's that's the kind of thing I'm working with here. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Alden would wear that. So he would, he would, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I have one last question. Um, so I know this is kind of hard because it's like picking between your children, but who has been your favorite character to create? Like who did you enjoy creating the mood board for to seeing it to fruition? Like, and you look back and you're like, wow, that was that was, that was something. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, let me go through the films. Let's see. I, definitely Nikki. Um, I really would wear her clothing. So I loved that. I loved Alden. Sorry, but I loved his clothing. And then I also loved the character that was like the rich housewife. Whenever I get those, I always use my um, expert knowledge of the real housewives and, yes. <laughs> and use that for my inspiration. And I like to kind of like push the boundaries on that one and kind of see what we can get away with. And yeah, I felt like, yeah, in the cases, like her outfits were so cool and so awesome. And it's kind of, it's fun to see something kind of quirky. I think that yeah. was like Penelope or something. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. yeah. And her name changed so many times in the script that I sometimes forget what her name was. It was like, like a richer name. Richer name. <laughs> yeah. It was Yvonne at one point. Ooh. Um, I kept calling her Ivanka, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, it's Penelope. I'm like, okay, I got to get this straight. But that yeah. makes me 
It makes me think of Kyle because Kyle and those suits, the yeah. the the suits, those suits were tailored really well on him, or they just fit him really well. We tailored them a lot. Yeah, we did. He's um he he came in and just like posed like <laughs> no other, which really sold them. And he he's a pretty attractive dude. So he just he like is. <laughs> nice tailored suit on him it it really worked um yeah lots of tailoring with him to make sure that it it fit right and but you had to dress him in picture perfect mysteries too so that's that was quite a difference in the suits there because I know he kind of had like a suit jacket and stuff in that one but this one it was like a full-blown yeah exactly Uh, all that lawyer money now yeah that's that must be it yeah (laughs) um yeah he he is different in that one um I think what's kind of nice is that when I saw that Jesse was being cast for Kyle that I knew this since I already worked with him like what would work on him too that's always such a huge advantage for me is that I know how they fit into clothing and what works and what doesn't and maybe that's kind of why like those suits did work pretty well on him is like I kind of knew his body shape already it's a fine body shape Okay, so, so I know we're supposed to be wrapped up, but I did all of a sudden just have one quick question. I just popped in my head. So with Picture Perfect, somebody else did the first episode, and then you yeah. took over for two, three. Yeah. Now, how much did you feel obligated to continue? Well, she was also pregnant in the first one, so I'm sure that dictated some of the the the, the choices and the elements there. But how did it, like? Were you like, okay, this is great, but this is Ali going forward? Or were you kind of, okay, I'm going to take what they did and continue it? Or did you just use it as a, hey, this is me now? Yeah, yeah. Um, the woman that I was talking about before, Barbara, she was the one that designed the first one. Um, so I knew I knew her and I knew her style. And I'm a little bit different than that style too. So I wanted to make sure that both of us were kind of reflected. So it wasn't like a crazy jump. Um, But I did try to take the whole like vintage look further with Allie. But there was actually quite a bit of pushback on that from the network. So I even went like quite modern some things. Like some really cool like 60s dresses. And I wanted to do like a bow in the hair kind of thing. Or a little silk scarf. Um... And there was some pushback. And I think it's because they got pretty comfortable with the look of the first one, how her style was. So I tried to emulate that more instead and kind of add to that rather than go somewhere completely different. It's definitely different, though. And I I like it more than the first one. The first one, I felt like there was definitely lacking in accessories or just overall like the designs of things were just kind of like, I mean, I know she was pregnant, but it was just kind of like me, you know, how many like open bead jackets can you have? It's just, (laughs) they were trying to hide the belly for sure with those jackets. Definitely. Um, I think they probably showed a lot of like chest up as well. Mm -hmm. And then the wide shots, it was a lot of like side profile with the jacket kind of hiding. What's kind of cool is when she came in for the second movie to do the fitting, she had her new baby with her there. And then on the next one, I wonder if the next one she was pregnant already or going to be pregnant, but her kids were just like always around, always playing. They're really cool little kids. They like are rough and confident and 
that's like Carlos and Alexa put together. It was really neat to see. Um, and she was also like breastfeeding too during our second one as well. So that was something else we had to like accommodate for is like her shape will be changing during the course of, of filming. Yeah. yeah. I will say that third one, every single outfit she was on was just, when we did our review, just nailed. Okay. She, that third episode, she was, every single one, just a 10, 10, 10, 10. I was like, because I was when I was doing my notes, I was like, oh my god, she had like that the sweater, or I think it was the sweater early on. I'm like, I love it, and then by the end, she's in the the, the pantsuit outfit. I'm like, how does it get better? And it just kept getting better and better. So kudos I think we kind of found our footing on the third one. Then is that I kind of knew what they were going for more, and Alexa also knows what they want as well. So when she'd put something on the fitting, she'd be like, yeah, this will work. This will get approved, and then. I, you know, we take photos of the items, but sometimes she's like, let me do my hair and makeup and let's take a video and show them how the clothing moves and what it's actually going to look like. Um, and that, that just sold it way better to the network as well. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Well, thank you very much. This was a lot of fun. We got to learn a lot that we normally, yeah. like I say, just take for granted and realize how much of the character really is developed by the costume thank you. Uh, people. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit, you know, how can people who want to follow you, where, where are you? You're obviously on Instagram because we talked, but just let people know how they can follow you if they want to. Yeah. On Instagram, I'm at uh, gophernicolecostumes and I'm, I have a website, gophernicolecostumes.com. Um, I try and post things about what I'm doing when things are airing behind the scenes. I like to try and do too, because that is it is pretty interesting about what goes on behind it that no one sees. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. So nice meeting you guys. Okay, Sydney. So what do you think? Is that fun? Oh, it was great. She is so nice. I feel like I've learned a wealth of knowledge of everything from mood or wardrobe boards mood boards to how to get rid of stains but i didn't <laughs> i didn't figure out what color that jacket was we're gonna have to dm her <laughs> i know yes are we talking marigold or are we talking mustard Gosh. i was mustard you were marigold so could i be right could i i don't know we're gonna have to bet on this what do we win <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we get to do the next signature cocktail we win more butterfly hair clips <laughs> yes all right all right well everyone hope you enjoyed that we found it really interesting as usual this is where we kindly beg for lovely reviews um as well as rankings we really appreciate those it helps us get found by other sleuthers who may be looking for content that we like to talk about so we do appreciate any support we can get from you guys as well as we do have our website now that is up and rolling. We are starting to upload the recipes for the cocktails that you can download if you want to have them or you at least can see them as well as little tidbits about the different episodes that we um, have aired. Yes. And sleuthers that are sleuthing for more content can find us over at Hallmark Mysteries and More on Instagram, where we talk about our cocktail recipes Friday funnies, Tuesday trivia, and sleuther style. Your sleuther style is becoming quite popular. A lot of people <laughs> have noticed it getting reshared. 
a lot of people are liking it, especially when you're putting like the outfits together and letting people know how they can have that look of, you know, birdie or, or, uh, Allie. Those looks are really office friendly. I have to say they help jazz up your Monday through Friday for sure. <laughs> okay. Sydney, this was fun as usual. I will be talking to you again soon. See you. All ya. right. Same time next week. Bye.